Advocate for those who need support and make a difference in your community. Earn a Bachelor of Social Work from Grand Canyon University. GCU is a premier private Christian university offering online social work programs with affordable tuition and personalized support. In addition, you can earn your Master of Social Work by completing the Bachelor of Social Work plus just one additional year instead of two. Find your purpose. Visit gcu.edu slash socialwork to learn more. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast all about magic pendants, normal water, and the ugliest postpartum dressing gown I have ever seen. Why? Why did they why did they put Mary Margaret in this? She's better than this. We're better than this. But alas, here we are. I'm Beth Elberkin. I'm joined as always by the lovely Abby. Abby, how are you doing? Confused, alarmed, scared. No. Um, I don't know. Don't they call those tops Peter Pan tops? Isn't that what that little like thing is called? Oh, yeah, it's a Peter Pan collar, which she's worn before, and it's looked incredible, but this thing was not that. This was, this made her look all kinds of dumpy. Like, it did not, Mm -hmm. it did zero favors for, it was all, like, blousey weird in the middle. Uh, Yeah, but I I did notice, too, I was like, why is she wearing a Peter Pan collar? That can't be, come on, guys, where's the wardrobe department being like, I feel like this is projecting the wrong image that we would like. Uh, But yeah, this was not the look. Also did not seem like it was helpful for breastfeeding. Just put that out there. Yeah, there was there, there weren't even any snaps. Where are the snaps? Although, to be fair, again, I know that uh, Snow read all kinds of stuff about uh, breastfeeding. Or not breastfeeding, but like, you know, cradle cap and all that other nonsense. I wonder if she thought far enough ahead to, I need to have easy access. Like, because I'll, I'll admit it, I got the bras, the fancy bras, did not buy the fancy tops. Like, I was just like, I had the bra. Oh, no. How, like, how do I access it under this shirt? <laughs> Damn it. I mean, she did she was she planning a wet nurse? We don't know her situation. Also, uh, the, the, the child goes through the whole episode without eating anything. So maybe it's just immortal. I, maybe I, it doesn't I, need food. This baby is the most low key low maintenance like this baby's just like listen just put me put me wherever i'm chill i'm the chill they baby took me. so long to do the cry which is you know like babies cry when they're born and it's also a big staple when you have a birth on television or in a movie you hear the cry if yeah. there's no cry that means something is wrong like that's that's the that's the shorthand indication i was like oh no something's wrong with the baby and the that's, baby was fine, but then something else was wrong because Zelina came, took him away. That's that's how chill this baby is. This baby like came out just like, sup? What's going on? Was everyone concerned? Oh, I'm supposed to do the crying thing. Wee, wee. And that's the only time he cries. 
It's like, well, everyone, we are here talking about season three, episode 20, Kansas, an episode I am fully aware we were going to talk about last week. uh, But what happened was uh, the non-COVID I had, which for all I know wasn't COVID, but, you know, who knows, because the tests don't do well against Omicron. Uh, completely knocked out my voice. And Same. last week, I could not speak for about probably about three or four days. <laughs> I I was full squeaky. It was awful. Meanwhile, I I was only sick for like a couple of days. I think it was like a sinus, sinus draining situation. Like it's been a it's been weird here in the middle of nowhere, Ohio. Uh, and I also lost my voice, but I was not squeaky. I sounded like a gravelly chain smoker. Like, you would have just gotten this very, like, jazz singer recording. I think I still have a little bass in my voice from it, which is fine. But it was, yeah, it would have been squeaks and, and gravel. Yeah, I think both of us kind of have that little, that, that, that deep, that deep public radio voice going on right now. Which doesn't really match this episode. And that's when the water hit the woman and she melted into nothingness. Beth, what was this episode? <laughs> Oh, this episode was a delight. Uh, so <laughs> just a funny little note, because before we tape, I always go and I pull up the Wikipedia and then the Once Upon a Time fandom wiki just to get little behind the scenes notes, get a little bit of context. I, I like to have a recap up just to make sure I'm not missing anything. And when I pulled up this episode, I was reading the 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 fan wiki and I'm like, this where's the recap? All I'm seeing is the history of of Kansas mentions and I realized I'd clicked on the Kansas location page <laughs> and not the episode page so I was learning all about Beth, Kansas in Beth once knows so much about corn and sunflowers and <laughs> but you want to know the funniest thing I learned from this Abby 100% I, I do you know I okay, do so apparently according to Adam Horowitz who's one of the showrunners uh, Dorothy's Kansas is not in our world it is in a fictional world, its own Kansas fiction world. So, Dorothy Gale, not from there. There's another Kansas realm. There's yes. another United States somewhere in a different realm in which twisters transport people. I guess it happens here too. But still, that's wild—a wild talking point. Yeah, I I feel like it was um, Adam Horowitz kind of trying to 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 backfill because he said it on Twitter in a reply to someone saying like if Dorothy's slippers can create a portal, why didn't anyone trapped outside Storybook just go to Kansas? Which is a fair question. Do you know who asked that question, Abby? Beth, who asked that question? <laughs> None other than William Shatner. Just sent out a random tweet in 2016 about Once Upon a Time, and then Adam Horowitz replied to him to confirm that Kansas does not exist in our realm. I, 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 there are no words. My, guys, you can't see this. My jaw literally just down. What is the universe that we live in? I'm so confused. Noted spaceman William Shatner. Asking, that's what I want to do. I want to become like just rocketed into, <laughs> rocketed into celebrity, and that's what I want to utilize Twitter for. I want to be up at three o'clock in the morning, drunk watching a television show from years earlier, and ask lore questions. Just be like, 
hey, wait a minute, start poking holes and stuff. I have nothing better to do. I'm super famous. I'm drying my tears with my money. That's fantastic in a way that I can't explain. It it really is. And the only uh, reason it was answered was because it was William Shatner. Like, Horowitz was sitting at home and was like, ding, you have a reply from uh, from, from William Shatner. Oh, man, what could it be? I, I, I don't know what his thought process was, like, if he gets notifications, but what do you think he thought it was before he opened it? Like, William Shatner has... <laughs> Talk to me on well, no, Twitter. See, it wasn't even William Shatner wasn't tagging anyone. He just sent it out into the universe. It was oh. just a random tweet okay. where he was just talking about once upon a time. He didn't tag anybody. He didn't hashtag it even. He was just sharing his thoughts. Okay. So the assistant was show. like, hey, Adam, uh, William Shatner has made a question about once upon a time. We need to respond. He's like, man, I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped. I hope he wants to be on it. I'll revitalize the what? Why is he talking about season three, episode 20? About the slippers and the technicality of portals. What? I guess I got to backfill this cannon. Oh, yeah. She's from uh, Top Secret, Kansas. From a different yes. planet. Far, which, far which away Which begs the question if London is also from a fictional world or if it's our world. But Neil was in it, so it was our world. So we had real Neverland. So we had real London, but then fake Kansas. Guys, if we if we try to solve the mystery, it's going to break our brains. But just suffice to say, the Kansas in this show is not our Kansas. It's another Kansas. I think maybe it was just an answer to, like, how do we make sure that her relatives and or Dorothy herself doesn't just show up in Storybrooke? Like, she's from a... But that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where she's from. They can all just end up wherever they want to. Doesn't matter... We, Beth, we need to talk about this episode. We've been yes. talking for 20 minutes about Kansas. Yes. I Listen, this, I can't tell if I, before we even talk about it, I'll just say I can't tell what my feelings are about this episode. I, it, it maybe it was just being sick for a week and rewatching it. I was just like, this is, feels like a fever dream. I don't know what this yeah, is. Yeah, this one is... It's it's closing out this storyline and then setting up the two part season finale, which um, I am very excited to watch because I, I remember pieces of this whole storyline and I'm just like, yes, I am here for it. But they have to they have to end the whole Zelina showdown and they do it in the way that Once Upon a Time does. It's very lackluster and a little bit disappointing. We have a fight that's not really good. And there you go. But first, we're going to dive a bit more into Zelina's past. We are going. We we had talked before in the last episode that this one really goes into Zelina and Oz and her relationship with Glinda, and this is where we see all of it. And all of this is bad. I'm just gonna say that all of this is bad. So, right up front, I'll just say this should have been. We shouldn't have talked as much as we did about the year before in the Enchanted Forest that no one remembers. We should have been doing this as a storyline. Because I, we got five seconds of Zelina's little arc of being good and then and then now Dorothy's here and everything. All happens in like a blink of an eye. Doesn't seem real. If this was the episode, like if this was what we were watching, like we found out how she got there and then like her journey through Oz... A couple episodes of her trying to be good and, and and be what she's supposed to be. 
I would have I think I, I think that would have translated better. But this is all so rushed. This was five episodes of content smooshed. Yeah, they could have easily put this they could have just had Oz in the Enchanted Forest. It didn't need to be well, they actually had to have it be another realm, I just realized, because they teased it in season one that it was another realm um in Jefferson's hat. So okay. But yes, they needed more time for this because this is a heck of a lot of of character plot development to squeeze into a B plot in an episode. So we have Zelina. She is she has taken over uh, the from the wizard. The wizard is now her monkey lackey, and she's just spending her time being jealous of Regina and being like, "Why, why, why doesn't Daddy notice me? I, I just want Daddy's attention. He does not pay attention to me. He's only paying attention to his favor. I'm mad." But she doesn't do anything about it. She's just. I guess she's just scrolling through Regina's Instagram and just getting real jelly. That's that was the point I was going to make. This whole thing has this undercurrent of just being like, if you just see the surface level, like you're cruising, hate scrolling somebody's Facebook and you're like, they have everything. And they're like, I lost the love of my like, you don't see the deeper level. And you're like forming all these opinions about a person from seeing just this surface level stuff. I had the same thing because her good arc is just being like closing the window and just being like, I will never look at that page again. She lied to herself. Yeah, and let's just say, guys, um, like avoidance is is not a long term solution. To no. if you have if you have, I would say Zelina has she's kind of addicted to to her jealousy of Regina and her envy. Cutting cold turkey will can get things started, but it's not a long term solution. That's why, like in AA, for example, you have to make amends with the people from your past because you can't just shut things out and expect that to be a permanent solution. Hence why this only lasts for about 10 minutes until another person comes along to make Zelina jealous. So Glinda shows up and Abby, there's there's so much wrong with this. But the first thing I have to say is this this actress, she's very beautiful. There's one element of her performance that's very good, but the problem is she only does that. This performance is so one note that you can't tell what's going on in her mind. And in this episode, you have to know what's going on in Glinda's mind because she's either being naive or extremely menacing and you never know which one it is. Yeah, this this was the kind of like if you developed a character for like one scene. But then suddenly they gave you an arc and you had to build it because, yeah, she barely blinks and she's just, you're right, very beautiful. The wardrobe I loved and hated at the same time. It was a very weird feeling. But, but yeah, it was just like a, yeah, I'll take you to the wizard and you're the witch on the, or you're the sister witch. It's great. Oh, you're not the sister witch. You're actually really evil. Dorothy's our new witch. It's going to be amazing. Oh, water? Water's fine. Just the whole time. Just completely nonplussed. Like, she's got, she's had too much antidepressant, and she's just now leveled out to a weird key. She really reminded me... I know this is so weird. She, like... I kept feeling like she was, like, running an MLM. Like, she had very girl boss energy, where she's, like, telling Zelina... You know, you're in control of your own destiny. If you turn evil, it's your fault. Like that's that's very 
2010s MLM girl boss vibes where it's like you lean in. She, she has full lean in vibes. She literally recruits her. Join me yeah. and my other sister witches, which by the way, sister witches, I kept laughing because it reminds me, it just sounds like sister wives. So it's just like, <laughs> uh. but she's just like, our sister witches, yeah, none of them talk. I have so many questions. But then, yeah, it's like you, get to, you can make your own hours. You can be your own boss. What are you guys selling? That's not important. The important part is recruitment, but we're not allowed to actually say that. Anyway, you need to post on Facebook about how great your life is, even though you're making $6 a week. Sometimes. Yeah, so Glinda recruits Alina and says there is a grand prophecy. That's when you instantly know that, that shenanigans are afoot. Because nothing good comes from having a prophecy storyline. It's always going to be bad. And she's like, there's a prophecy that someone's going to come in on a tornado and she's going to be the final witch to complete our four corners. The four corners that coincidentally are the same four corners that are going to enact Zelina's spell in the future. Hey, there's connections. In what, Guys, it's universe, all in what universe is the third thing innocence? In what universe? I, wh- wh- the witch of innocence? That... That now super sounds like an MLM and sounds like she comes equipped with chastity belts that she hands off to people. Yeah, no, this is this is like super sketch. And and like Zelina's like, well, how the hell would I be innocent? She's like, prophecies are weird. That's her that's her answer to everything. Prophecies are weird. I'm like, there's something you're not telling us. Yeah, but this this had very like weird. I don't think they meant to, but it had such a churchy vibe to me. This mm-hmm. may just be talk, trauma talking, but it was just one of those, you're going to be the witch, the fourth corner of innocence, but I'm not innocent. I'm literally green because I'm so jealous and I hate everything. She's like, no, that can be washed away. You can be reborn innocent. But that's weird churchy talk. And then it's just like, come join us and it's going to be, everything's going to be fine. And the other women that are just smiling without lines, join us. It's join us. also like Zelina has generational trauma. And this is extremely like, let it go. If you can't, if you can't just ignore it and move on with your life, there's something wrong with you. But like, I recently watched Encanto. Amazing movie. Highly recommended if you haven't seen it. Um, We don't talk about Bruno. We all talk about Bruno because Bruno's amazing. Like that movie is all about how trauma that is, that is brought to you carries through you and that, you know, you can't fix it alone. You need you need a team to do it. And this is Glinda is very much like, just forget it. Don't worry about it. If you worry about it, that's your problem. Conceal. Don't feel. Setting up for the oh. next season. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Let it go. Anyway, okay. So, so, she does, so she joins them at the table. And, and Glinda, she pulls probably the biggest dick move of all time. Because she she has this pendant and and Selena's like, what's this pendant? And she's like, oh, all this all the girls wear one puts it on her neck without explaining that now all your powers are tied to that pendant. It will make you stronger. But if you take it off, you're powerless. She did not give Zelina. She did not let Zelina consent to this. She didn't ask her if she wanted this. Zelina, for all we know, maybe, yeah, Zelina's like, yeah, fuck, give me more power. I'm, it's great. I'm, I love it. I am live for it. It's a beautiful necklace. I love it. But Glinda just put it on her without giving her a choice. Yeah. She's like, by the way, your entire uh, magical existence now is tied to this giant piece of jewelry that I'm sure will be in fashion constantly. You'll be fine. 
Yeah, like, this was another one of those things where I'm like, is Glinda secretly awful? Are they going to have some big turnaround? No, they don't. They never have anything that indicates. For all, the, the, the only thing that we really know is Glinda is good and she wants to stop Zelina from, from being evil. Like, she, they never present her as, like, a villain turn. But everything they indicate says she should have a villain turn because this is villainous bullshit. It, she just screwed over Zelina's entire magic. It did. It did. I would also like to point out that uh, more than I think about it, I think uh, Zelina could have been gone for like, not like innocence, innocence, but like innocence in a naivete kind of way. Because my favorite line maybe of the whole episode is the prophecy states that a witch will come to us in a cyclone. I came in a cyclone. <laughs> yes, we know. Like, it was just, she says it so earnestly it. and sweet. She's like, I came in a cyclone. <gasps> That's me. Oh, she's so, she just. I, I would have love loved for story. Glinda to say no shit. That's why I brought it up. And she's just like standing there. Yes. We yes. Know. We Good know. job. <laughs> We're aware. Mm. Well, uh, yeah. She, she puts joins up, the, so she has the, the necklace cults. on. Mm? I, sh- yeah, I was just she- gonna say she joins the cult and she even gets a little pendant and everything. It's fine. It's white. It's pure. Nothing to read in there. Her her skin her green skin disappears along with her bright red lipstick. She is looking fabulous and she's feeling great. Uh, but then oh no, guys, there's another tornado. I'm sure that's not gonna bode anything. It's another tornado, and here there's we go. There's something in it. <gasps> it's a full ass house. <laughs> It's a full-ass house and a girl named Dorothy Gale who has arrived from a fictional Kansas in another realm that's not connected to our own. Don't worry about it, guys. William Shatner explained it to us. I I also... I, I do find it odd that then they... Again, I, now that I think about it, the more I'm unpacking this whole innocent thing is, is that they're like, oh, well, maybe it's Dorothy. Because now Dorothy is like... Has arrived in like a modest dress uh, and is very young... So as clearly hasn't been corrupted. Like there's just a lot of levels to unpack from some of this. Um, but yeah, Dorothy shows up. She's I I could not get a beat on her age because next to uh, Glinda and Zelina, she looked about twelve. Yeah, I think she's like her. She's she's a young girl. I think she was probably about thirteen. I'm guessing about thirteen or fourteen. Um, I thought this actress was cute. I actually liked her performance a lot. I, I thought she acted very well, especially like she was actually emoting, unlike Glinda, who was just like straight, straight laced the entire time. A funny story, though, that the actress who plays Dorothy, um, she hasn't been in a lot of stuff except one of the there was a show. It was a couple years ago and the trailer for it will never leave my mind. It was a show called Imaginary Mary. Do you remember this show, Abby? I do not. It was on ABC. It aired for like nine episodes and then was canceled. And it starred Dharma from Dharma and Greg as a young woman who dates a single father. But her secret is she has an imaginary friend that looks like a pup. It uh, looks like a uh, pillow that's voiced by Rachel Dratch. I do remember this. Right? You remember this? <gasps> I didn't she remember She was the on name. that I... show. What? Okay, I do remember the yeah. show. I didn't remember what the show was called, but I just remember being like, oh, the premise of the show is fine. And then there was a talking pillow, and I was like, this took a weird turn. <laughs> <It's happening." laughs> 
And it's such a bummer because like I watched, I rewatched the trailer before we, we started the podcast because I was like, okay, I have to remember this show. And I'm like, except for the pillow thing, this is actually a really nice premise. It's about a woman entering a single father's life. And, and Jenna Elfman is a great actress. She's very funny and charismatic. Like this could have been great. Just don't have the pillow. I, I like the idea that they pitched the show. And they were like, it's going to be this wonderful show about about a single dad and a woman and just like trying to like it's just a, a flip on a single mom storyline. It'll be great. Represent some single dads. And the producers just being like and executives are just like, we need to punch it up. And then like the high assistant in the bag is like, what if there's a talking pillow? There's a talking pillow. They won't let me talk about it. It's very deep conspiracy. They're like, ah, that's what I want to buy. I want to buy the imaginary pillow show. Nine episodes. If you would, if you would have told me that entire premise and asked me to guess how many episodes aired, I'd have guessed three. So nine sounds very you know promising. What? They had their full their their full season. Although it was supposed to be thirteen, but they cut it to nine because they had to redo the CGI for the talking pillow. Because apparently, first time around, it was so bad. It was. They had to go practical. back and redo it. Okay, so we're so out in the weeds right now. The the puppet. Like the pillow, was it a puppet or was it a CG, like a full CGI? It was originally a puppet. Then they redid it as CGI and then they re-redid the CGI. So can you imagine how much money went into this stupid talking pillow? I'm seeing, I'm seeing where, where the wheels started to fall off a little bit on the show. Yes. Oh, uh, anyway, join us for our side quest of talking about this show. That, that show. <laughs> Uh, no, and we never no, talk no. about it again. Okay, so Selena started to get jealous. Dorothy is now at her seat at the table having cookies. They're all having a great time. It's clear they like her a hell of a lot more than Selena. And Selena's just like peering through the bushes of evil face. And I love how Glinda spots her in the bushes and then walks to her later and is like, hey, I was wondering where you were. What's up? It's just so weird. And then like, and then Selena's just like, I know you like Dorothy better than me. Like there's, this spoke to a bullied version of me very deeply. Cause it was just like, I know you like her more. What are you talking about? No, it's fine. It's just, you're kind of weird because what Glinda then says to her is just like, Oh, Zelina, were you looking at Regina again? Like, did you open her Facebook again? It's like, that's, that's all you think she does. She's just like, she's not here. She's either trying desperately not to look at it or she is looking at it. Like those are her modes. Yeah. Glinda sucks. Yeah. Like at no point does, does Glinda, you know, say like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. We're, we're, (laughs) I hate the word. I'm sorry. You feel that way. But like, you know, you're, you're right. We're, 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 we're not being fair to you. And because they're not, they're not being fair to Zelina. They're, they're kind of pushing her to the side they weren't even paying attention to the fact that Zelina wasn't in the room and them and Dorothy was sitting in her chair like these these women are very toxic women this MLM is not a good MLM to be a part of no. although to be fair no MLM is a good one to be a part no, of this so. had this had this had really big mom group energy mm-hmm. where it's like we found four people that are basically our our carbon copies and then some weirdo shows up trying to join me like hey I'd like to also come to tea but she won't stop talking about some weird book she's reading and it's just like i don't really like it when she's here mm-hmm. let's just stop inviting her to things this is just a hypothetical thing that's never happened to anybody or anybody that i know it's fine it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> totally unrelatable it's we- fine i'm fine 
well, Zelina is looking over the book of prophecies, even though only Glinda's supposed to read the book of prophecies. And, and it's like, Dorothy's Dorothy's supposed to replace the great evil. This person from the cyclone is supposed to replace the great evil, which means I'm a great evil and Dorothy's going to replace me. And then Glinda's like, don't worry about it. Prophecies are so weird. We don't even know. But if you think you're evil, you're going to be evil and it's entirely your fault. <sighs> Just, it, they... The non-concern with, like, rehabbing a person, like, they're, they're, again, this should have been a couple of episodes, like, we should have seen that they were kind of, like, the evil good kind of thing, where they're, like, so good they've turned a corner. They've done that civilization thing with Gandhi, where Gandhi was coded all the way to the top of goodness, but if he went a little extra on accident, it just shifted him to the bottom of the scale, and he turned into a warlord. Like, that's the kind of thing that it should have been where you're just like, oh, these are the worst people in the universe. But we don't super get to see that. We just get to see this mean girl energy because she's like, oh, yeah, you're just staring at Regina. Just, yeah, I'm sorry that you're evil. Dorothy's going to be here to destroy you. Someone had to destroy it. It's like, what? And then Dorothy does destroy her. This was confusing. This was extreme. Well, yeah, this is extremely confusing. So Dorothy is getting water from the well. Because that's what Dorothy needs to do, apparently. They got her doing some chores. And Selena shows up, full green again. She's got a sickening outfit. She's like, I'm showing my true colors. I'm looking fabulous. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, God. The green makeup in this episode is actually very good. Especially, like, the, the, the setting they did at night with her and Dorothy at the well. Like, I don't know how it was lit or what they did, but she looked so good. Way better yeah. than when she's in the seat when she's in the CGI room. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like room. the the dark with like a little bit of a blue lighting. It just it makes the green stand out a lot more, and then the yeah. red not look as severe. Uh, looks like it matches. Uh, yeah, she looks she looks the best at nighttime in like a scary, spooky woods, which is an aesthetic I think we can all hope to achieve one day. Yeah, we can only dream. Uh, well, well, Zelina is like, well, I'm going to freaking kill you, Dorothy. That's just what I'm going to do. Apparently the prophecy says I need to. So she's gonna, she tries to kill Dorothy. Dorothy is just like, I'm going to put out the fire! Throws bucket of water on her. And then... Good fire safety. Good fire safety. I mean, I got to hand it to the visual effects team for this one. This looked horrifying. Right? But it looked... I mean, it wasn't the best CGI in the world, but I gotta say, this actually looked really good, especially when you saw the hands melting. Like, somebody, somebody give them, like, somebody got a promotion from that. Someone was either working on their reel or working on getting a promotion at at Once Upon a Time, and hopefully they got it, because this looked really good. Yeah, I, my first thought when I saw that was that there was somebody being like, it needs to be a practical effect like it was in the movie. And they're like, no, that looks hokey. And some designer was just like, I will do this way better. I, I, give me a weekend. I will make this look amazing. And they're like, okay, I guess. But yeah, this looked great. And then I love the interaction between Dorothy and Glinda in this oh made God. me laugh hysterically because Dorothy is just like, I don't think of bucket of water should have killed her that doesn't doesn't make any sense Glenda. well who the lord works in mysterious ways <laughs> now let's find you a pendant to trap your magic forever without telling you let's try not to think about it too much honey let's get going it's just like oh no oh i was no. so pissed at glinda because dorothy is sobbing 
She's inconsolable. She just killed, she killed a person. <laughs> she killed a person. She's killed, she's murdered a person. And Glinda shows up and, and Dorothy's like, I, I just threw the water at her. And she's dead. And I, again, got to give props to the actress. She was doing a great job. Glinda just looks down, looks back up and goes, well, the prophecy has been fulfilled. Hmm, there you go. Out of the what book. are you going to do? Uh, well, maybe we'll go talk to the wizard. How will we do that? We will follow does full 180 the yellow brick road that's been here literally the whole time that you apparently just didn't notice it's big it's sparkly it's it looks nice i liked the yellow brick road the way it looked i just i don't understand they never explained glinda's logic because wasn't didn't she tell zelina that the wizard was bad so now we're going to go visit the wizard because he's back because the like i don't understand what her thought process was here it didn't make they sense. D- they didn't make give her one. This is a huge problem. Like, they didn't know what to do with Glinda. So, I have not seen Wicked. I have not read Wicked. I know. I know. I know. <gasps> Sorry. It's I literally not a thing. <laughs> You're fine. So, from what I understand, Abby, from what, how, you know, how you've explained it and how I've heard from others, like, in it, Glinda is kind of like a fake popular girl. Who... She's just ditzy. She's a real popular girl. She just doesn't have... She's just, she's never thought of anything, like, until, like, she sings a little popular song and stuff. She's just your typical popular girl who, you know, no thoughts, only popular, uh, that ends up finding deeper meaning. Like, that's her whole thing. Like, Elphaba, like, shows her that there's more to life than just being sparkly and pretty, uh, which is a great version of Glinda. Um, okay, yeah. Because she believes in, like, animal rights and or, or the, the version of animal rights in, in Wizard of Oz, and she wants to help and stuff, but she wants to help it in the non-severe way that Elphaba wants to do it. Gotcha. So, because I was wondering if this was, like, this performance was a callback to Wicked and that she's a little more ambiguous and she's not super good. But no, I just think they just didn't give Glinda anything and this actress couldn't pull something out of nothing which, you know, is not necessarily her fault, but, you know, like, if Lana had been given this role, I think, she, like, an actress like Lana could have pulled something from nothing and made this something more interesting. But if you don't have a great actress and then you don't have a great part, you're you're going to get something like this where you don't know where it goes. Yeah, like, because, again, and I'm just not going to harp on this too much, but it's just like when Kristen Chenoweth made that character, like, she was the one that started it. She was a very, very flat line of just like, I have a really high voice and I'm really popular and this is it. And then she has a developmental arc of her no longer being Galinda. She's Galinda to honor, uh, I think he dies. I forget. It's been a while. It's nice. There's more of a juxtaposition of it in the book, admittedly. It's been a while since I read it too. But that doesn't happen with this Glinda. This Glinda just shows up with a big screwed on smile. Hey, it's fine. Like she has no, I couldn't describe to you her personality if I tried because it was just, no. And they, and and if you're given those lines and it's like, what's my motive? Your motive is to get her to the wizards. Like that's not a motive. Like, why am I trying to do this? Why do I think that's supposed to happen? There is none. It's literally, well, I just need to take you from here to here and no one's going to ask any questions about it. And everything's going to be fine. And how could I have possibly been surprised by this news? Well, Dorothy and Glinda show up at the wizard's palace and Dorothy asks her a way to go home because she's not joining the table. She wants to get the F out of there and I do not blame her. And so the wizard, quote unquote, gives her a pair of slippers that uh, where she can uh, click her heels three times and she can return home, which begs the question, 
because it turns out this was actually Zelina in disguise. Whoa. So how did Zelina have these shoes? Why wasn't she using these shoes to go back to the Enchanted Forest? Like, maybe I'm forgetting something from a couple episodes back. I, I don't know. So... I, I, I was trying to put together a theory because there's two things that happened that confused me about this. But then the third part of this is where my theory starts spinning. When she clicks her heels, it's green spark magic. So it's clearly Zelina. Yes. But when she's clouded, it's a silver. So I think she really had them because like that's what the wizard was trying to collect, right? He was trying to collect portals yeah, or something. Yeah. So he probably had them and she was like, fine, get her the hell out of here. But she doesn't actually say where she sends her to. I think she sends her to God knows where to do God knows what. So, like, that's just a weird thing that's not explained. It's just like, this is Glinda's magic, or this is Selena's magic on these shoes that maybe probably actually work, but sends her to, I don't know, Neptune. <laughs> well, I will Dorothy say, not to, not to spoil too much, in a couple of seasons, Dorothy does come back. So Wasn't that like the, so, doesn't she come back in the... Uh, there's like a Ruby and Mulan episode. I think it's something like that. Yeah. It's it's in I, a couple episodes. It's during the whole underworld storyline. That's what I okay. remember. Anyway. Um, anyway. So, yeah. So, uh-oh. Glinda's like, I'm going to stop you, Zelina. You're evil and I'm good. And that's all there is to it. So, Zelina, I'm going to send you away to the Enchanted Forest to this pocket dimension. And Glinda's like, I'm going to find someone to stop you with light magic if it's the last thing I do. And then she just goes lives in the frozen north until someone shows up who can answer questions for her. Day 475. No one has shown up for me to tell them about the white magic. I will stand on the widow's peak once more and stare into the abyss of the snow. I just love how Glinda's final thing is like, I will just stop at nothing to stop you, Zelina. And then she just presumably just sits in the forest for decades. I love it. I was just like, I, that, that, that right there, that is Glinda's character. It's just like, I will fight tooth and nail. Nothing will stop me. The heavens and the earth will shake as they see my strength does nothing. <laughs> just nothing. Again, very MLM. She just short of her just saying, you know, the lion does not does not concern herself with the opinions of sheep as she is sucked into a crystal. <laughs> Well, that is our wonderful story of Zelina. I talked about, we talked about this way longer than I thought we would, but. We're a bunch of haters. I just couldn't help myself. We're a bunch of MLM haters. We don't believe in the vision. No, no. I gotta say, Abby, one of my obsessions is listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos all about the horribleness of MLMs. If, if I'll recommend one, Maintenance Phase has an amazing two-part series on Rachel Hollis. It's so good. Guys, if you want to hear me scream into a microphone for three and a half hours for no reason, I could talk about Rachel Hollis. Uh, Lula Rich on Amazon. Is it Amazon? Oh, yes. Which is a fun irony of just being like, isn't this corporate powerhouse terrible? Being aired to you by corporate powerhouse. Uh, mm-hmm. But that episode, that, those episodes blew my mind because I live in like MLM hotspot area. Mm. Uh, Tupperware is currently very large. I cannot stop getting messages for them. Um... But LuLaRoe was a very big one around here. And to be fair, early, their leggings were nice. I have a pair. My mom bought them for me. They're fine. They're loud. I only wear them in the house. They're so loud. They're bright red with hearts. 
very comfortable. Oh, I thought but, you were loud as in like squeaky when you walk no, or something. No, no, no. They're loud like when people look at me, they have to avert their eyes. Like it's just like, ah. Um, and I like loud clothes. So if I'm telling you something's loud, damn. Uh, anyway, yes. So <laughs> MLMs, I have lots of opinions. So this is why I got all riled up. Uh, but also the present, as we will go into and we'll find out, happens in what I can only assume is 15 minutes. Yeah. They draw it out a little bit, but the most that hap- the longest thing that happens in any of these things is snow in labor. And that also doesn't take very long because she literally. So we go to the present, right? Uh, Mary Margaret is immediately having contractions 30 seconds apart. She screams from the moment they put her in the car to the moment she gets in the hospital bed. She is having contractions constantly, as far as I can term, or she has zero tolerance for pain. I cannot tell which one it is. She is just constantly holding her stomach and just going, ah, ah. She, so, uh, okay, Dr. Whale's there. We love a good Dr. Didn't, Whale sighting. Didn't Doc deliver the first baby? I think Doc did. Well, because, yeah, because Dr. Whale wasn't there. Dr. Whale's part of a different uh, dimension. Yeah. But so, Dr. Yes. Whale is not a gynecologist. Doctor, I love the idea that, like, just, like, a doctor could be any doctor. Um, I know a gynecologist. She's one of my dearest friends in the entire world. If you ask her about any body part that is not directly connected to the uterus, she does not know what it is, does, or how it works. Like, <laughs> it's just, she does, she Googles the most random stuff about ears and arms and legs. But if it's connected to the uterus, she knows 15 diseases that are associated with it at the drop of a hat and everything that could possibly be wrong. She's told me so many terrifying things. I actually texted her after you went into labor because uh, I had a thousand questions that I obviously was not going to ask you. And then she asked me a bunch of doctor questions. <laughs> I was slightly questions. occupied. <laughs> well, then she, yeah, she, then she started asking me doctor questions that I didn't have answers to. She was asking me about levels and all this other stuff. I'm like, what? Just tell me if she's going to be okay. Why are you like this? Doctors, they're a whole different breed. But again, Dr. Whale... He is a scientist. He knows how to build a body because he passed high school anatomy. He should not be delivering a child. So we get there. She's delivering the baby. She is panicking through this birth, which cannot be a fun way to give birth. No. Nope. Uh, and just saying. I would know. It's not fun. I know. It doesn't sound like a lot of fun. And she, because she's always had both of these births, Emma and currently unnamed baby Neil. I'm just going to call it that. Both of these, she's giving birth under, like, wartime situations, which makes me laugh because uh, Jennifer uh, Morrison plays uh, plays Captain Kirk's mom in the reboot of Star Trek, who is giving birth while the ship is under attack. So it's all in the family. Um, anyway, she's giving birth. Star Trek, William Shatner, it's all connected. It all, guys, everything is connected. So she... Give him her. She's like, she's like, what? <laughs> David, charming. He's just like, nothing will happen. It's fine this time. Zelina immediately shows up. Well, I'm sorry. No, no, no. They send Hook. I, I jumped. I jumped a part that doesn't make any sense to me. They jumped a part that just to give us extra drama. Yeah. Th- there was no reason to send Hook. This is this Charming is made bad away. decision that screwed over his bi- his baby child. This is just the the getting Emma's magic away so we can do this for Regina. So it's like they send Emma and Hook. And Charming's like, you better take the hunky boy with you. And she's like, oh, I guess. They go to find Zelina. Zelina then proceeds to make Rumpel drown Hook. And there's nothing that Emma can do to pull him out of the water until he's fully drowned. And the only option is to give him CPR. Now their mouths have touched. 
uh, to give him the l- breath of life. And this so was now her the worst gone. CPR. Yeah, she didn't oh, give bad, him terrible. CPR. She made out with him and then waited to see what happened. Yeah, well, like maybe, like her subconscious is trying to true love's kiss him. We are, we're on to you, Emma. Uh, she tries to CPR badly, poorly. Don't try to CPR if you don't know what you're doing, folks. Uh, and uh, th- gets her magic taken away. So then Zelina and Rumpel make their way to the hospital. As they are going down the hospital, in the corridor, just laying out anybody that tries to stop them, Belle oh God, trying to use scene. Oh the power of love to stop them <laughs> and is immediately felled. It's just like, you cannot stop him. Here is good in him. He's like, ah, oh, she's dead. I just, I just, I have to give props to Belle for just mom scolding Zelina in the hallway. <laughs> you dare come into my house and disrespect my family. <laughs> and then Zelina just knocks her the F out. I, 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 I hate, I hate the Rumpelbell storyline, especially given what happens at the end. Dear Lord, my God. I, but this scene... I, I loved Belle in this scene because it was so stupid. I Listen, you know what? If that was her character, if she was... Because they say it later in the episode, like, Rumple Rumple f- says all of the words that all of us are thinking. It blew my mind that the words came out of his mouth. Uh, but he makes a comment about how she's just unstoppably full of her belief and conviction that there's something good in him. I wish she had more mama bear energy than hanger on energy like i wish that was her character because if she just stood in front of like all very like lily potter i'm standing between you and death like the most powerful dark being that's ever graced any realm and it's just a small librarian standing between them being like you won't touch him there's good in him and it's just like standing between two very powerful wizards just uh and you have nothing you have no magic of any kind you just read books that's a fun arc. That's a fun arc of just being like putting yourself up as a meat shield and having that energy. But she's immediately just bam, and she's unconscious. And she's like, Rumple, put that down. Let's go. And they go. She immediately takes the baby after the baby's born. They have like five seconds of peace. People are like, this is wonderful. And the baby's on Snow's uh, shoulder. And then the baby is taken away and she freezes them and they come out and, and they, they, she takes the baby. That's it. She takes the baby. It's all very quick. It's just like, I'm it here. It was very quick. One baby, very, It was very traumatizing. Like, very traumatizing. And the fact that when we came back to Snow in her terrible maternity top, she's not actively sobbing upsets me. Yeah. I, I, maybe, maybe she got a phone call. Like, I'm guessing by before then she got a phone call. The baby's fine. We're on our way back. Like, but that's still, what I'm hoping happened. But still. Yeah. Her eyes should have been like just piles of red. Guys, Piles of red and snot all over I, her face. I the the guys just listen. There is a thing, and it usually happens like a day or two later. But after you give birth, your body's trying to readjust to being the only person inhabiting your vessel, uh, and you have a hormone drop that almost destroys you. Like a PMS could never. It's the worst feeling in the entire world. You just feel nuts. That's the energy when it's just an absolute lunatic, like not lunatic woman, but just absolutely just frazzled. This has happened twice. She's not gotten to have her kangaroo time with either of her children and her husband's off missing. She should be inconsolable in a way that makes no sense to anybody. And only seeing her baby would make her better. 
as much as I hate to say it, she should be basically strapped down to the bed because she's tried to get up and run out the door like yeah. 10 times to get her baby. Like, I Jennifer Goodwin, in the moment where she like just starts screaming, like I felt for I felt for her. And yes. she's such a good actress with, the you know, with that material that she deserves. But yes, she should not have been calm and peaceful and in the ugliest maternity top in the goddamn world when when husband finally returned with her son that that definitely has a our go bag was packed by charming oh i like this little top here <laughs> put this in there and so she's like what what outfit do i have what a charming pack me and he, she pulls out this top that she hasn't Dear worn in God. decades <laughs> the char- well, phone and- charger's not in here but this top is here we did uh, also, we, I'll be remiss if I didn't point out that we did also get one other element of Zelina's spell, which was the brain. Okay, so I skipped over <laughs> that part just to come back to it, but so. I, I love when she, you're just like, okay. No, listen, listen, listen. This made somehow less sense than Charming Sword. Mm-hmm. I, so. Rumple is just doing his little thing with the gold, makes a pile of golden spaghetti, and she turns it into a brain because apparently, I like this explanation. I think they should have given it a little bit more time to breathe, but he does that to help him think. So he's putting his brain into what he's doing, I guess. I get this, kind of, but they just kind of went, oh, you put your mind into it. It's a brain. This is the part that I need. Yeah, but see, like this doesn't kind, this doesn't really like track. This this spell feels incomplete to me because you've got two elements that are born this way and two that are made. You've got the innocence born as innocence; it's a newborn babe. Also, when the magic gets sucked out of the baby, I was terrified and I hated it. And then you have Regina's heart, which is her heart. It's not made; it's not created. It is her. It is her body part. But then you have two elements, uh, Charming's courage, which is a concept. Okay, it's a sword. But then you have Rumpel's brain. He actually has a real brain. It's in his skull. This so why did the heart get pulled out. out, but not the brain? But we such have a, a made silent. brain. Cop out. Cop out. So, like, this spell feels really weird to me because, like, if you... You won't need to have the items that they're born with. Okay, all four need to be born. But if you have items that are made... And in interpretations, you have to have all four of them. You have you have to have an interpretation of innocence and an interpretation of a heart. That way it makes sense, all of it together. Otherwise, it's just, well, we couldn't rip out Rumpel's brain, so we made another excuse. I, I don't know. Why can't we rip out his brain? Just, like, fully do the heart thing. Like, everyone can live without their heart if their heart's outside of their body, apparently. If someone magically removes it, why can't we magically remove a brain and see what a weird, twisted little brain he's got? Or yes. just, you know, he dies. Bye, Rumple. See you later. You, you died last season. It would have been nice to keep that train rolling. <laughs> just dies every season. Every single season just fully dies twice in some seasons. Yeah, this, this didn't make any sense. This was such a, like, they thought out some of them, kind of. And again, just to talk about, like, again, more creepy church vibes, the innocence of children. You are born innocent and free of sin. Just There's just a lot there. Uh, yeah, so we take, we have Rumpel's golden brain. We have Regina's uh, heart. Uh, Ru- uh, Charming's broken sword that is representative of his courage. It's a metaphor. And then a full baby. 
uh, that's baby. fine with this. A full 100% of baby. Like, just a dead That has baby. not had any food. No. It is just chill as hell. Just, like, lay there awake. Fully awake as well. Just like, do-do-do. <laughs> baby who's awake. I'm looking at my mom off camera. I'm fine. And then, okay, can I just tell you how much it, it bothers me? She puts it at four points. And this whole time, Rumple is just like, no matter what you do when you go back and change the past, you're still going to be a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> nothing you can do is going to fix that, and I will find you through time and space and murder you. And she's like, you won't even know. They at no point, like, explain what Zelina thinks her concept of time will be. Because, again, if you're going to do time travel, you have to have an understanding of how time travel works in your universe. So she goes back and she just, like, what, tells... Cora, hey, don't maybe abandon the baby to a tornado. Then what? No, what she's no, what she was gonna do is go back in time and kill Snow's mother. That's I what see. she. That's what she said she was going to okay. do. She was gonna go. But that's still, what they all assumed she was gonna do is kill Snow's mother because Snow's mother can't. You know, snitches get stitches. She's gonna get the stitches before she it. snitches. Got it. And then Cora would marry the king. And Regina would not be born. Not Zelina would be tricked. They'd be tricked to think Zelina was the child. And then she would be trained by Rumpel and everything would be great. And also Snow wouldn't be born. And Cuckoos. so Emma wouldn't be born. Is it a cuckoo? What's the bird? They like replace the egg or they put the egg in with another egg. And they're just like the other bird what? hatches the egg. What are you what are you talking about? I said cuckold and I've been trying to figure out if I was right or not. And I'm like, no, I don't think that's right. There's a there's a there's a there's a word. I think it's cuckoos. They like bird their like put their eggs in with other like a robin's egg so it looks different, but then the robin doesn't really care, so they hatch the egg anyway. I I I I guys, it's been a whole week. I know it's not <laughs> been a whole actual week. Anyway, we <laughs> I get that, but okay, well, what's Zelina then going to do? Does she then disappear, like, in Back to the Future? Does she then just live out her days in, a like, a different timeline that then ne- never comes to be because she doesn't actually time travel back? Like, what What are the branches? Time travel's complicated. I mean, I'm, if, I don't think Looper they have, a, I don't think they, I don't think they bothered to come up with an answer because that it wasn't going to happen. If you're going to talk about time travel, you need to have lore. So, she starts doing this, and nothing makes me matter about this entire episode than the fact that she did not stand in the exact center of this. I, she, well, yeah, if she did, she would have just got sucked down and spell over. She won. I, I just, I, why so, didn't and and when she and when the people came in to be like, we're gonna stop you. Why didn't she go? Okay, bye, bitch, and jump in. Seriously, what what are they gonna do? I, they can have the baby back. Who cares? Okay, so we we get this cool scene. I like the effect of this. Like this looked really cool. This looked very like this is the culmination of all of her efforts. Look how cool it looks. And then they all like run in and chaos, absolute chaos because they've convinced Regina that she has. They've convinced Regina that she has light magic. Why? <laughs> because she is capable of feeling love as if evil people cannot true love's kiss can only be experienced by heroes i guess and this is where we get our line heroes don't kill again Uh, i'm pretty sure charming and snow experienced true love's kiss at one point that breaks a spell so do they have light magic i don't know I do want to give a shout out though, because like this is a full chaos scene, but I chuckled every time I watched it twice because um, 
when they enter in and um, Emma has her gun cocked, they she basically tripped and they didn't reshoot it because she's at her giant heels next in yeah. a barn and that's a bad place to be in giant wedges. I mean, so like, there's a scene where you you see her walking with the gun and she goes like <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit, and I loved it. I just heels a barn and a gun. As a safety professional, I couldn't think of a better concoction. So <laughs> it's it's wild because the the players here, we've got Charming who has run out of the delivery room manically. Like he was just like, wife sad, go, vengeance. Like he is so, he's so pissed off. He's so mad. I like this version of him. He was just so mad that he was going to go retrieve this baby come hell or high water. He's, I thought Josh Dallas was great in this episode. This in this whole episode, I thought he was great. Uh, then we have, we have Regina who is going to try to use light magic. She's not even like preparing on her way down. Uh, I do like the scene of the hospital where they're trying to convince her. It's like Robin shows up with his full crossbow and is just like, yeah, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> like, he's just like, he just appears with a, just an entire weapon in a hospital. Just like no one. And, and it's like three random extras in, in Robin Hood hoods in the background with their bows and arrows. And then they just knock, knock the F out. Uh, and then, so Emma is there. Hook is there. And well, Rumple and Zelina are also there and a baby chilling on the floor while this is all happening. <laughs> and Rumple's just knocking them backwards being like, get my dagger and I don't have to hurt you anymore. I can't stop doing it. Please, please. <laughs> you, know, you know what I hate about all this? Like, I get what they're trying to do, even though I got really sick of it. Like Rumple being like, I, I don't want to hurt you, but I'm hurting you. You know, it'd be nice if he simply said, I'm sorry. At no point does he say, I'm sorry for doing this to you guys. Because he keeps saying, I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to hurt you. So why isn't he apologizing for hurting them? That would show a genuine remorse. Like, I... This just sucked. Yeah, they should have gone one way or the other. Like, if they were going to do the full, like, having remorse, he should have not been doing it as forcefully as he was doing because he doesn't actually need to do any of this with his hand like it's all show like he could just be like flicking his wrist being like i can't i can't stop this i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i'm so sorry uh or they could have just gone the entire way of like whoever's holding that dagger like Zelina could be holding that dagger and make him go full winter soldier mode like he is mm-hmm. not present like he is just a mindless machine for whoever is controlling him uh which i thought would have been an interesting like, comes to, realizes his son is dead. Like, just, like, that would have been an interesting thing. I think uh, that would have been great. Yeah. Like, just kind of, and, 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 and then those moments that Belle tries to break through, like, only have, like, a glimmer of it. A glimmer of him breaking through. Yeah. Instead of, like, him telling her everything and then being, like, back, you know, going back again. Yeah. Like, yeah, have him be in a trance. Like, have yeah. it be out, truly outside of his control. So she, they're just not, not, things aren't going well. My, I love this part is like Robin has figured out the thing that we were talking about the last couple of episodes of being like, aren't these flying monkeys friends of theirs? He's just like, (laughs) these are our friends. Charming is like, don't worry, I'll use a light touch while he is wildly swinging his sword. Like he's like, don't worry, I won't hurt them too much. I mean, little John. He like, he like full on almost kills like little John. John. Yeah. Uh, so 
they're doing all that and then Zelina is just like she she grabs a hold of Regina and she holds her up and then we get this like I'm gonna call it a Star Wars moment for lack of a better term but it's like Regina is like I also control I'm on the light side of the force and her hands are glowing but she's like her feet are up almost like Wanda from <laughs> Wanda Maximoff like Scarlet Witch style like just a little dangly she's like I will kill you and then blasts her with light magic and it's over that's the it. end it's it's just we did it. We did it. Yay. Yay. Yeah, Zelina has her pendant and she's just sitting there sulking. And then proceeded the Lord of the Rings ending of 13 things that get tied up before we go into the next two episodes. So Charming takes the baby back to Snow, who is just chilling. And they're like, Yay, it's a nice, it's a nice little reunion. I like this, and I'm glad Snow got they got their baby back. What a wild thing to have to state uh and oh i completely forgot the part where henry is like looking for homes in storybrooke oh my god he's looking for yes. homes in storybrooke because he's it, like oh. my mom can't live in a car he says randomly <laughs> can, can i read to you the ad he was looking at yes so it's i love this and actually i, I kind of want this place it says apartment for rent two bedroom two bath clock tower views was a master woodworker in the Enchanted Forest, so all cabinets are custom. I want it. I want it. That's fantastic. That Can is I have fantastic. It? Uh, anyway, so he says that. So we 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 go back to like the hospital, and this scene because so charming brings the baby back. They're all standing there. Everything's fine. And Hook is just like, hey, I'm sorry. And they're flirting again because, like, before they were just doing nothing but fighting because she was mad. But, like, something happens to Emma between the barn scene and the hospital scene because she just seems like she's high. Because she's just, she has the Glinda look on her face of just a screwed on smile. Like, it's going to be fine. You know what I think it is? They they defeated Zelina, so now she can go. I think she's like, well, now I'm done. I can leave. This is great. I'm super happy. And I got pissed because when Hook and Emma were fighting early on, Hook at at one point is like, you're lying to yourself. Why are you trying to escape? And I thought in that moment he was going to bring up the thing you and I talked about last time about how she doesn't want to share Henry with Regina. But no, he's like, you don't want to be with me. (laughs) And I got so pissed. Hook. Hook. It was so bad. Hook. Oh. Beautiful idiot. Because Uh, that's the motivation. It's not Hook speaking. That's the show speaking. That's the motivation they're telling us. That Emma is running away from her feelings for Hook. Because that's what we need to care about right now. But that is not the real motivation that should exist in this show right now. That's not what it should be. And I'm mad. Yep. So Emma with her big screwed on smile is just like, why should I be worried? We'll be just fine. There's no magic. Or it's like, why should I be worried that I don't have my magic? I won't need my magic in in New York City. And then turned. And then they go have the beautiful, uh, just a beautiful moment. Henry, let's go meet your uncle. Love it. Love it. And they have this cute little moment. It's all crazy, but it's a cute little moment. Um, Regina then goes and visits... Uh, Zelina in jail and it's just like I'm gonna give you a second chance you gotta stop creeping on my Facebook there's more to my life like because and Regina says nothing but facts in this entire scene she's just like listen evil 
isn't born it's made like you you were made this way because of the light the cards that you were dealt so you deserve a second chance hero shit that's that's what she's talking about and he's just like i don't i don't know i don't know i miss my mom and why were you her favorite Uh, can can i also point out that they did a really weird thing in this scene where Regina tells Zelina that she watched the love of her life die in front of her. And then Zelina's like, uh, mother did that to make sure you'd be cool. I, she, oh God, Zelina's such a fink. Like, <laughs> like that, that was, that was so, that was so, that felt like a line that wouldn't be something an actual person would feel or believe. Like, I no. don't think Zelina, I don't believe, I really don't believe Zelina would feel that way. I, I think at times, much like the Cyclone line, she says weird childish things. Things that someone much younger and much more abused, I'll put it that way. Like, mm. she, she's been through a lot, but she has a hold of her, uh, as far as I can tell, of her faculties. And she is an adult. She yeah. is fully grown. But then every once in a while, she like super regresses and she sounds like she's 10. And that's like a 10-year-old line where it's like, no, mother mother did that to make sure that you would, you would, like, I I felt like they couldn't figure out where they wanted her to be on the the scale of, like, brainwashed and, like, down. So it's like, she can't be a supervillain who's also brainwashed by someone who is no longer on this planet. Mm. And, like, she cannot be that beholden to her past and this manipulative like it should fall apart. I've also just rewatched all all like three seasons of Daredevil, so I have like a strong opinion. Like you can have really strong emotions, but if, and eventually they start getting in your way. Uh, you right. can't have both. So Regina's like, "I will give you a second chance," and Selena says, "Cool." But then Regina like takes her pendant, uh, Selena's pendant, and goes, "I'm gonna put it somewhere safe." Hmm, where could that be? She says it like we all don't know. Selena also knows where it was going to go. It's going to go in a heart-shaped box in the vault. Specifically in her mother's chest. Like her mother, essentially her mother's private yeah. vault. Like the 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 storage from her mother. So it's yeah. like, it's, it's, and, and Regina has this smile of like, I did it. I'm great. I'm awesome. And I'm like, yes, you are, girl. You do you. Girl boss energy. I'm feeling it. I'm the matriarch now. Yes. Yay. Everything is coming together. And, uh, and, and then, Abby, there's some, some rumple stuff. I hate this. Rumple stuff happens. I hate this. This so happens. Much. I hate this scene so much. So rumple is just like chilling in his <laughs> shop. Like being like, why did Belle reorganize all of my things? <laughs> Looking in a mirror, being sad. Beep, 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 beep. And then Belle walks in. In, like, very white clothing, and they keep putting her, like, it's so obvious. Like, now, I, I, I started noticing, and I can't stop noticing it, but, like, they keep Rumple kind of in a shadow, but they always put, like, Belle in the good light, and Belle's always wearing, like, white or pure colors, and it's just like, guys, we get it. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> but she's just like, I knew, I always, I knew you'd be, I knew you'd come back. Because we have the knife. He did not come back because he overcame his demons. He is he is a cursed individual who is controlled by a part of him that is not connected to his body. He is very easy to manipulate. Like, it's like, he who holds the dagger controls the dark one. That's a curse and a problem, and she's acting like he overcame addiction. 
it's it's we just got another MLM. Like it's it's this whole belief that the show has this whole belief that you with positive thinking you can overcome anything. It's just she shows up with the dagger and a copy of the secret. Like <laughs> yes, girl, wash your face. Get there. Hey, there you go. <laughs> so rumple, wash your face with that dark one makeup. You got this, girl. Yeah, girl, stop apologizing. She crosses out stop. Girl, start <laughs> apologizing. <laughs> So she goes, and then they just have the same conversation they always have of, like, I believe you're so good. And he's like, I can't believe. And then he literally says the words. This is the part that blew my mind, just completely out of my brain. He, she, she's, he's like, I cannot for any reason understand why you love me or see any good in me. And everyone went, us us either. <laughs> we don't know either, Rumpel. Like, we're with you. And she's like, no, I believe it's so good. And he's like, your unwavering faith is what keeps me here and blah, blah, blah. And so she produces the dagger. And so the question becomes, spoiler for like five seconds after this, when does the dagger, when is the dagger replaced? Um, Because she holds the dagger and she says to him, you need to promise me that you won't kill her. First of all, he does not agree to these terms. He just says, oh, Belle. Like, oh, you little rascal. But she's also holding the dagger while she makes a request. But she's not controlling it anymore once she hands it to him. So he doesn't have to abide by it. Okay. Because he, you know, you can't like store but that's promises still, like, in it. I, but, but I'm still saying she's holding the real thing and he doesn't agree to the terms. You know what I mean? Like she says, you have to promise that you won't kill Zelina. And he just goes. Boop. Like, boops are on the nose. Like, yeah, he doesn't agree to it. So I'm wondering when the swap happened. And I'm wondering if she was already holding a fake fake dagger. Mm, I, I think that he doesn't have to say yes if he's holding, if she's holding the dagger. I think that he would have to do it as long as she was holding the dagger. Okay. But he doesn't have to say, I will do it. Like, I think, uh, you know, he's not really lying to her. I think it's just a mission. Okay. But like, yeah, but he just like, follow the lady. I I love how he's like, I learned a lesson from my father. I'm like, if you learned it from him, it's probably not a good lesson. It's a bad start. We got a bad start on this one, Rumble. Um, But she hands him the thing and he's just like, oh, you don't know what this means to me. So I'm going to return the favor by giving you that. Listen, if I didn't know what happened five minutes later, this would be amazing. This is an amazing gesture. Really? Yeah. It, it's this is this is a huge like this is he is physically and literally like she could abuse the shit out of this power and he is he is would be trusting her with that because who wouldn't trust Bell with their entire life? You know what I mean? Like I would like hey this thing controls me I would give it to Bell. Bell is uncorruptible. <laughs> I would never doubt her. And and you know what he could look around the whole you know Mr. Gold's pawn shop and find a great ring, but what greater ring is absolute trust? Oh, but you know what? Uh, laying a sword in front of somebody as a proposal is boss as hell. That's uh, boss. That is boss. Although it is it is something that has his name on it, so it's also very much like Homer getting Marge a bowling ball to his specifications and his name on it. Uh, and so he's like, "Here you go." And she's like, "This is so wonderful," and hugs her. And I. 
I was just waiting for him to like swish it like while she's turned, while she doesn't notice, like doing it blatantly in front of her because he's so disrespectful. We don't see oh. that. We don't see it because they wanted it to be a big reveal. Uh, yeah. at the end of the episode a garbage reveal and i hate it but it yes they get so engaged fast. they get married and, and abby i so uh, this <laughs> so this is a very interesting thing for me because i re- i remember seeing this scene when it first happened and my heart was so full of happiness and joy they're getting they're engaged they're getting married the wedding episode <laughs> Like when 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 Rumpel was first happening, I was very into it. I was a Rumpel shipper. I was hundred percent. Now that I've gotten older, I see it in a different light, and it makes me more uncomfortable. So I'm wondering if like you've had a similar experience with any other like things like this, like ships in particular, where at the time you loved it and you appreciate it and it was all for you. But now with perspective, it makes you icky because watching this now, I almost feel guilty for having loved it in the first place. Uh, I'm not going to say it's a full one-to-one, but it's very with how I met your mother Mm. because I love that show. I cannot watch it. Like the ending of it, it very much game of Thrones for me where the ending killed it so bad the finale killed it so terribly. I cannot even enjoy previous episodes because I know what's happening because the spoilers for the end of how I met your mother. If you don't already know what they are, cause I'm about to tell you the thing that makes me the maddest Robin laid out a very clear boundary. She did not want to have children. She would not have children. So then Ted finds another woman to bear his children. And then she dies so that he could have kids but still be with Robin. That was the workaround. We, we, we respected Robin's boundary, but that's the entire show. The entire show led to that. Awful. So now when I watch it and I know what path we're leading down, can unwatchable to me. Absolutely unwatchable. Very bitter, very angry. So yes, I also requite, equate it to something in the real world. You know that thing where you're like watching a friend in a relationship and it's you're rooting for him. It's going great. You're not quite sure about the person, other person, maybe a couple of red flags, but the other person seems happy. So you're not going to say anything. And then we find out that he uh, was uh, something terrible. I'm not even gonna make something up. Just something terrible. It was an awful breakup. That person is scarred for it for a little while. And you were just like looking back at it being like, I cannot believe I didn't see all of the signs. And it just dawns on you. I think that's and then the happening. pictures show up on your Facebook of you guys all going to a party together and you're like, and then you get that, oh, feeling like, why didn't I see it before? Oh, that was that party that he disappeared for a while. Now we know why he disappeared for a while. He was making out with other women in a different room. And you're realizing all of the memories you had that were tainted. Even good ones are tainted by the things you learn later. Mm. That's what this is. Because I also thought the reveal that he didn't, that he swapped the knives happened much later it happens so fast we couldn't even be happy for a scene nope a scene beth we couldn't even be happy that a wedding episode could be coming we're just destroyed by this and then the more i think about the fact that they made it end game like they made it all the way to her actual spoilers to her actual literal death infuriates me to my very core he did this to her this is unforgivable absolutely unforgivable Yes, because we the final scene that we get is you have Zelina. She is chilling in her cell, and then someone shows up. And without looking, she immediately assumes it's Regina. 
and then lo and behold, it is Rumple, and we get this this a way too long back and forth about the dagger, about the rules of the dagger. I don't care. I know the rules of the dagger. I don't care anymore because spoiler. Well, why are we spoilersing? Because this whole episode's a spoiler. The Rumple swapped the daggers, and he's got the real one. Bell's got a fake. I legit thought this happened way earlier. I remember talking about it a long time ago and being like, well, he already did this. No, it hadn't happened yet. It happens now. It's terrible. I hate it. It's garbage. Because he at no point shows any remorse for this. He doesn't have any any emotions. He sees this as, I did a really cool thing that my now fiancé is none the wiser. And then he stabs her. He and she turns into porcelain. Like what was this? So first of all, I think this was the bait and switch. This is why we did the water thing first. Like she's just pretending to die, because again, he didn't need to swap them. We didn't need to have the reveal that they've been swapped in this episode. He could have just stabbed her, like with that knife. And then we were wondering, like, how the hell did he do that? Yeah, like I, just he has a he fully has a knife, and it's just like oh he's figured out how to disobey the and then opening up all these questions, and then you later reveal that he's had the dagger the whole time. He could have just stabbed her because again, that would have been really of, cool. Uh, garbage, awful of, but cool. Yeah, in the other scene, he never says yes, Bell. I agree to not kill Zelina. I agree to these terms. He just again the line is please don't kill Zelina, and he just kind of chuckles. That's not. It's a yes or no, guys. If it's not a yes or no, it's not either answer. It's got to be one of those verbally. Uh, So he just stabs her. She turns into porcelain, but then she starts appearing again in the emerald because I think she cannot be killed by mere mortal tools, even if it is a dark one dagger. One thing I did notice is right as he's about to stab her, she like smiled a little bit. Yeah. Like, I love this actress so much. Because then she gets out. Like, I hate what she does in season four. Like, we're going to talk about it. She does a... She is horrible in season four. Unforgivable in season four. But also, I'm really glad that she stays through the end of the series. But because she is a welcome addition to the series. Oh. Rebecca Mater is fabulous. I love her. She does so good. You're right. She does... It's such a great scene because she does also play vulnerable in a way that's believable to Rumple, but it's in a way that you're just like, this doesn't seem quite like Zelina's character. She's like, no, I'm so, I don't have any magic. Please don't kill me. I'm and so he's just like, I'm going to st- I'm gonna stab the shit out of you. Because he doesn't see it. If he wasn't, again, if he wasn't operating on such blind, raw emotion, he might understand that the person he has been cursed by and living under for however long would not act like this in any situation. If Zelina honestly thought she was going to die in that moment, she'd have died on her two feet with her chin in the air. Like, oh, yeah. she'd stab me. I double dog dare you. Like, I, say goodbye to, like, she, and then she'd say something really cool and bitching at the end. This is, this This has to be just the, it's like, no, please don't get me. <laughs> stab me, get me out of the jail. Yes. Like, I did it. So, yeah, that's the, guys, that's the episode. <laughs> That's the, that's the episode. I, I, I think I would like the porcelain was was weird. I kind of almost wish that she'd turned into water, like stab, like she kind of melted down 
to like parallel to the thing in the past, which would give us the indication that something is going on. I don't know why it was porcelain. I guess because they had the effect and they wanted to use it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they just wanted, like, maybe it was her idea of just, like, giving Rumple something satisfying to look at. Just being like, and then I will break. And he'll be like, good, she is dead. And then I will turn into dust and go back into my, uh, into my gem and reanimate my body. Yes, because the episode ends with the the gem being activated and turning into a beautiful smoke monster. And the smoke monster returns to the scene of the crime at the barn and reactivates the portal. Dun, dun, dun. And that is where we end things. And I mean, I didn't expect to talk about this episode as long as we did. I'm glad we waited until we got our voices back. I know. We'd have so been like, absolutely dead. Like So so Abby, I have a confession to make. Okay. I think this is one of my favorite conversations we've had in a long time about once upon a time. Yay! This has been such a treat. Like I don't like this episode. It's not a good episode. But I have loved the conversation about it. Does that make sense? It absolutely does because I've actually been feeling like this was um like for hi all listeners this is my personal therapy not real therapy but it's just one of those this is a very fun moment because it's just a thing that you and i do we talk about this wild crazy show and just have a blast doing it and i you're right this has been so much fun to dissect because you've had different very different like takes on certain things than i have and they mesh together like this was us reaching our full potential like <laughs> we this reached was, our peak it's all downhill from here we, yeah, it's just, <laughs> we've, we've reached our final form guys brace yourself it's just gonna be us just like smoking and the next one be like, i don't know i guess <laughs> end of episode just <laughs> so this, abby, was, ha- this was so much fun this was fun and abby i have a confession to make because, you know, I was sick last week. And so yes. I watched this episode before I knew we were going to be, take, you know, taking that last week off. And then afterward, I was like, I have to know what happens next. I watched the final two episodes of the season. And we're going to have so much fun. I'm so excited. It's buck wild. Guys, I, I think I've mentioned it before, but I just want to, like, Beth will do her due diligence. She watches it ahead of time. Then she sometimes watches it a second time and she takes notes. I like watch it right up until tape time. So you're like, the reason I'm like full of energy is because I am giving you my honest reaction post seeing <laughs> it. Like it's why I'm dissecting it as we talk because I'm processing it in real time. So it's like, I think that's also why it works is because mm. you, you've had these things. You'd see that. And I'm just like, I just finished this and it was stupid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you about 15 reasons why uh, that guys I'm, I'm excited to be back. I'm excited that we have our voices back. Yes, me too. Although, Going into although it's the still, like I said, very radio deep, very radio sultry. It's great. Oh, I, f- I feel like I, f- I feel like Glinda. I'm I'm <laughs> I feel like Glinda, possibly menacing, but mostly pretty awesome and good. <laughs> Just smiling, having a great time, but probably thinking about nefarious agendas that we'll never get to ever. <laughs> exactly please don't banish me to a snowland. thank you <laughs> well everyone thank you so much for joining us for this latest episode of once upon a timing for kansas or as it was called in the german title be with us said the good witch of oz i love it it's great they're just there's no reason not to call it kansas but you know what in german they're gonna call it whatever the hell they want i can't imagine anyone in germany knows like whenever you ask people who live in different countries what states you know well, like in italian polish spanish finnish they're 
French. It's all called Kansas. It's just in Portuguese and German. They decided to change it up. Listen, the the absolute just bosses that work in the German titling agency. <laughs> I don't know what this is. Uh, they will not stand idly by and call something as just a random state. No, that's too boring for the German title makers. No, they did not go to seven years of title school uh, to be naming <laughs> things Kansas. They will give you a full German title that is that sounds like a grim fairy tale. One hundred percent. Well, we want to thank all of our wonderful patrons for your love and support, especially our Snow Queen patrons. This so week's patron shout out goes to our newest snow queen that's ashley buschetta thank you so much for joining the community joining the family we love to have you if you want to support us on patreon that is patreon.com slash oua timing you can subscribe to us on apple spreaker or wherever you get your podcasts you can join our facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash oua timing you can follow us on twitter i am at beth elderkin i am at just underscore abby and we're going to be back next week with season three, episode 21, Snowdrifts. And Abby, and like on first glance, you're like, oh, that's a Frozen title. And yes, it is. But also, just wait and see. I cannot wait to talk about this one. Just, just for context, I won't mention this every single time, but we are two episodes and a full season away from like looping back. Oh my God, I can't wait. Just once upon a timing, redux. This is going to be fantastic. I cannot wait. Guys, (laughs) the smile screwed onto my face is 100% real and genuine, not Glinda-wise at all. Yes. (laughs) Well, thank you everyone for joining us and Abby. We will see you next week. See you next week, Beth. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.